springtime tips and fun facts from Paul, Kristen, and Dexter at Total Wine and More. Every bunny loves honey glazed carrots, a great side dish for your springtime celebration, and a delicious compliment to a sweet, bright Moscato. Wine is made in virtually every country in the world, and I'm ready to give you a tour to find the right one. Serving lamb this season? Try it with a bold Cabernet from the trendy Paso Robles region. Whether you're hosting or just bringing the wine, we'd love to share our always low prices and ridiculous selection this spring at Total Wine and More. Cheers! This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. From burnout and exhaustion to joy and fulfillment, through the act of serving consciously, it's time to rediscover your passion. It's live with Elizabeth and guests on the Contact Talk Radio Network. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Serving Consciously. I'm your host, Elizabeth Bishop, and as always, I'm so pleased that you decided to join us today. And you know that in this hour, we explore the conscious service approach, and you can visit servingconsciously.com to find out more and to access all of the resources that are listed there. Now, today, I want to tell you a little bit about my guest. My guest is a woman I've known for a few years. We've not actually met in person, but we communicate every week on Skype or online face, uh, FaceTime platforms. We're friends. We've been writing partners and uh, co-creative spirits. And I've learned so much through my relationship with this woman. And today, we're going to spend some time talking a bit about this process of discovering what conscious service looks like and how it's expressed as a form of contribution in the world and all the many different ways that that can play out. Specifically, we're going to talk about a practice and an exercise, and we're going to spend some time sharing that with you today, Um, an exercise that we can all use to help us clarify what this contribution is for us and our personal direction anytime that we're needing to tune into that. So let me tell you a bit more about her. Relatable, creative, wise, whimsical, earthy granola, funny, free spirit, soft with a bit of an edge. These are words that my guest's closest friends and family have used to describe her recently, and she wholeheartedly agrees. Erica Jones is queen of her castle in Plano, Texas. She and her husband have three daughters, nine, six, and three years old. Originally from St. Louis, Missouri, Erica is a homeschooling mother, homemaker, and creative entrepreneur. Like many mothers, Erica seeks balance between her many roles and is constantly making adjustments to design a life that makes dollars and cents. Prior to motherhood, Erica received her Bachelor of Arts in Broadcast Journalism, as well as a Master's of Business Administration and a Master's of Arts Administration from Southern Methodist University in Dallas, Texas. She achieved several accomplishments during her time at SMU, including earning the university's prestigious M Award for Excellence in Leadership, and serving as a reporter and chief copy editor for the university's newspaper. Erica also traveled extensively while attending the university, studying in Paris, France, various parts of Asia, and participating in mission trips in Denver, Colorado, and Kenya. After working for a few years in journalism and student relations marketing and attending graduate school, Erica became the founding executive director of the Dallas branch of America's Scores, an after-school literacy and fitness program for elementary-aged children. Procuring the funding, staffing, and status of service provider to several schools in the Dallas Independent School District in nine months' time is a feat few in her industry could duplicate. Erica worked in the educational and fine arts nonprofit sectors for more than 10 years. She has always loved serving and working with children of all ages and knows it is the core of her purpose in life. 
Upon becoming a mother, Erica developed a heightened sense of awareness to the chemicals babies are exposed to in daily living. In 2008, when her first daughter was six months old, she merged her passions for research, natural living, and children's health into the launch of Organic Baby Resource. OBR, or Organic Baby Resource, is an online community for mums who want to find quality organic baby products and incorporate more natural methods into their baby care routines. Since childhood, Erica has had a love of poetry and has recently begun publishing her work on her blog, EricaLynnJones.com. She enjoys fusing her writing with her newfound passion of illustration. An online student for life, she's taken hours of art and graphic design classes over the past couple of years and looks forward to illustrating the Sister Friends Guide to Natural Baby Care, her first book. Erica intends to publish a host of books that will inspire mothers and children alike toward healthy, natural, and joyful living. And I'm so pleased to welcome my friend and creative genius, Erica Jones. Thank you, Elizabeth. Thank you so much for being here with us today. I'm so thrilled and happy that we're finally getting around to doing this. Thank you. Me too. Me too. And we're going to have so much fun. We're going to talk about a whole variety of different things. Um, and, and I think it's going to really give a new sort of slant to the way that people can be of service in the world and the very many different ways that we can express that. So I'm eager to get started. I'm wondering if you can tell us just a bit about your journey and how you came specifically to be focusing in on some of the work that you're doing now. Um, let's see. I think for whatever reason, motherhood ushered me into um, just a new level of service. Well, understanding that service wasn't just, um, you know, where you go to, on a mission trip or, or where you go, um, you know, serve in a community that's far away from you, that service actually begins in your home and your family. Um, and so I transitioned from being an executive director at a nonprofit to um, finding myself actually at home with my child because I just really, I just really wasn't ready to go back to work. And, um, you know, I had to come to terms that my value was not solely from my work or my profession that I did, that I had, I had lots of value that had nothing to do with going to a job or a job title. And so, um, I think it's just been a guided journey to, you know, figuring out how to first serve um, myself and my family. Um, and then, of course, when you feel like you're being guided, you want to then extend that out to help other mothers, children, families, that type of thing. So absolutely. Yeah. And I love that. I love that whole like realization. And early on, too, that part of being of service in the world included your role as a mom, because I don't think that that fully sunk in for me that early in my life, to tell you the truth. I think that part <laughs> took me a while <laughs> to figure out that that was another expression of service, you know, or, or even in other forms of relationship as well within our families or with our friends. So I love that you pointed that out because I bet that there's a lot of listeners who can relate to that. Right. I, I, I think a lot of especially um, women who may have had a career prior to having children and then making that shift, you know, they're like, what is my purpose? What is that? That's a, that's a big purpose. Um, and it's, it's a season in your life and it doesn't have to be the, the sole purpose of your life, but it is a big part of your purpose. I think motherhood is 
Absolutely. I totally agree. Um, let's start talking a bit about Organic Baby Resource, because that's really kind of um, the sort of the first thing that you started to put out in the world as a result of, of becoming a mom and something that you've been working on for quite some time and also a way that you really express your creative genius. So I wonder if you could take a bit of time and tell listeners about Organic Baby Resource and, and the project and the service and what it's just what it's all about. Sure. Um, well, it's a website that I created, at, like I said, when I first um, shifted from being a professional outside of the home to being at home, I, I, I really was searching for just something I could do. I didn't know if I wanted to consult clients or do, I just needed to do something I, I felt. Um, and so I ended up not doing those things, but because I was constantly researching um, products and hearing that things were un were unsafe that I always thought were safe or that um, the generation before me thought were safe, um, maybe had chemicals in them like baby bottles, lotions and things, things that could disrupt hormones I'm hearing how shocking that is. It was frightening. Um, and so I'm doing research and I'm thinking I'm not the only person who needs to know this. Um, I want to, um, share this with people because, you know, getting online and, and people were starting to blog about things that they were passionate about. And I thought, well, I want to talk about this. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I created organic baby resource and just, primarily began to review products and, and, um, just research and, and give people, try to give people steps to make sense of it all. And I realized through that, that I, I kept hearing a lot of the same things from moms like, Oh, this is great, but I can't afford to go organic or I can't afford healthy living or I don't, I don't understand. I don't have time to figure out. I don't know what really is organic and what is not organic. And so, um, more recently, um, I um, have come up with a system called the 10 Building Blocks of Organic Baby Care, where um, basically my goal is to give you a process to walk you from the beginning of trying to figure out what your, um, what your baby's um, milk situation looks like in terms of breastfeeding, are you going to use formula, that type of thing, and walking them just through a 10-step process where they could um, beef go from knowing nothing about, um, removing chemicals from your daily living to all of a sudden you've, you know, you, you've comprehensively examined the things in your, your home, your house, your life. Um, so it's called the 10 building blocks of organic baby care. And anyone who visits organic baby resource can click on the start here page and start to walk through that process. And I hope that you would sign up for the newsletter and get a lot more information. So. Absolutely. So people can go to organicbabyresource.com. And let me tell you, there is a ton of wonderful inf information there for people. Erica has done so much research and has lived all of this process and applied it in her own life and with her family and her little girls. And um, there's just so much to learn there and has really made it very accessible and like you were saying, affordable, because that does, I mean, isn't it, it blows my mind all the time how expensive it is to, you know, eat healthy um, yes. and to live healthy. All of that is so much more expensive than it is, you know, to, <laughs> you know, eat the processed foods or whatever. It's a big financial commitment. Yeah. I was telling, I took a friend, we were going to the 
the one of the wholesale stores here um, called Costco, and uh, she was there for the first time, and I was picking up organic things, and she was examining, she was looking, and I was like, I don't even look at the prices anymore. Like, I just decided this is what I'm investing in, our health. <laughs> you know, and yeah. I said, you get there gradually, you know, you know, start with maybe just the fruits being organic or, um, you know, and so ultimately, I, I do want to share a process for those who don't have young babies, um, who are just, they are raising a family, or maybe it's just them themselves, and they want a step to, how do I get from A to Z? versus trying to do all of this at once because yes. I found that all or nothing mentality just does not work <laughs> trying it to do everything at once. <laughs> absolutely. And it doesn't work in any aspect of our lives, does it? Like as soon as right. we get into the all or nothing, I mean, it's just a, it's just a, a slippery slope. That's yes. for sure. You burn out and you're done. <laughs> That's right. Now people could also learn about, um, cause you're, you are developing some online courses. I know you probably tell us a little bit more about that later, but you've developed some yes. online materials as well to help guide people through making the 10 building blocks work for them in an easy, graceful kind of way. Do you want to share a bit about that? Yes. Um, starting this fall, um, there will be an online course available where you can walk through this, be walked through the steps with some not only just having information but an action plan um, where we'll look at your budget your specific budget not just a random budget but we'll figure <laughs> out what works for you and your household and how we can start to slowly incorporate organic products into your budget and we'll go in an order so that you don't feel overwhelmed and you don't have to do all of the recommendations are by all of the products, but we'll figure out how to have the most impact with the dollars that you do have. So you can start this journey and make uh, healthy changes. Yes. Yeah. Going by your own, your own budget, your own personal perspective and what matters the most, right. To that individual at that time. Right. So a very personalized process. And I know people will be able to find out more about that when they go to your website and you'll keep things They'll have things uh, posted up there and they'll know how they can get in touch with you to get more information. So that's great. And we'll make sure we give everyone the, the details again, um, how to connect with you at the end of the show too. Yes. Yes. So now this sort of slides into, I mean, all of the work that you've done with Organic Baby Resource. So you've also really pulled your creativity in there and that you've been writing your first book that's based on the 10 building blocks and um, really started to, you know, access your creativity in that way as well. And you and I, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, you and I have been writing partners for a few years now. And I'm wondering, what do you find to be helpful in creative partnerships? Wow. Um, I think the most important thing is, how do I describe being on the same I, I don't know, Elizabeth, I can't describe what what <laughs> has happened with us, that we were on the just on the same, what, same wavelength, yeah. <laughs> you know, totally. where we were willing, both willing to show up, showing up at the time you said was important to both mm -hmm. of us. I mean, we just have a similar work ethic to start with. And so that was, I think, good. I think initially you and I were going to just meet one hour on Skype to talk about writing courses. 
And yes. then all of a sudden it went from that to we're meeting every week for two or three years. So Isn't I don't funny. <laughs> I think I, it was just a divine matchup. I really do. I know, I think so too. And I think that that does happen. You know, I think the timing was just right. And that's certainly something that we've noticed, right? Like we've tended to have a lot of parallels, even though like, you know, our, our actual lives are, are kind of different, you know, I mean, we're at different stages in our life and, and things like that, but we have a lot of parallels in the way that we experience things and have sort of a similar language. So that's definitely been of benefit. It's so true. I would, I would also add that just I mean, we had to build the trust, yeah. Um, but I don't know. It's that's been a key part of it. The trust, um, you know. I know I used to be this person who would have an idea and I just cling so desperately to it because I didn't want anybody to steal it. And you know, <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell anybody about this, but for some reason, I was able to work through that with you and we could share each other's work and writing and we weren't, I, I, I never really was fearful that you criticize me or say, Oh, you're a terrible writer or anything like that. I mean, there was just trust, mutual respect. And again, I just think we we're on the same wavelength. <laughs> I think so too. And I think, I mean, that's, that is a really good example of that same wavelength because I for a very long time felt the same way. I'd have an idea and think, oh, that's a good, good idea. I should do something about that. Well, now I can't tell anybody anything, you know, because I'd, I'm afraid they're going to steal it or like exactly what you said and just having that fearful stuff. And I think we've been able to, you know, to really support each other through that process. And I wanted to bring it up just because for me, it's been um, in developing the work around conscious service and um, putting things out into the world and, and sharing that work, um, my partnership with you and my friendship with you has been a big big key element of my support structure and network and being able to do that right. you know and I feel like there's probably people out there who are because even if you know I, I mean you don't have to think of creativity in terms of you know writing or or artwork or singing or music or whatever I mean our creative genius shows up in whatever it is that we're you know, working on or contributing. And I think creativity is a big part of being in service. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I think that that the partnership that we've had in supporting each other in our creative expression are also the kinds of partnerships that people in service in the world benefit from as well in figuring out how do I respond in certain situations or what does service mean for me, you know, in this relationship or in this working environment or whatever it might be. And so I think it's, um, just that support system and that connection with other people to share something and to share that part of ourselves that's so important to us is so, so essential, you know, to, to actually having a positive experience. I think so. And I, if I could add, I think um, for me, what's been, I, I joke with you, but I'm serious that, oh, if I had met you, I'd have I'd have quit or I'd have stopped. <laughs> and there's something about being able to share um, some level of vulner vulnerabilities or I, I struggle with this or I think some days I think I'm a genius. Some days I think my work sucks. You know what I mean? Like yeah. go through those up and down those, but, but to see that another human being is doing it too. And when one is up, the other's down and we can encourage each other and then vice versa it's just made it a doable and more fun thing versus working in isolation and thinking, 
you know, ha- you know, having your own thoughts about something and you just basically riding your own wave of emotions and there's like not a lot of stability there. So I think we've been just a good support system to say, hey, actually you are a genius today. You're a genius still. <laughs> and you you can you can do this. And so I, I think it's been awesome. I think it's been great. I totally agree with that as well. I think, and I think again, it's true for people who are are in service to others as well. That there's days where you feel like, oh, I was just, I was right on track here. I felt really connected with everybody I was, mm-hmm. you know, interacting with today. And then other days where you feel like you've screwed something up and and just blown it, you know. And we need that encouragement and support of each other in order to have perspective, you know, um, and to be able to get back up and carry on. Absolutely. And it's a beautiful example of holding the vision for each other as well. I think that's super powerful whenever we're trying to create something or, you know, reach a goal or whatever. When you've got someone in it with you and you can hold the vision for each other, it's just like there's this third entity almost, you know, (laughs) that comes in for support. I love it. Let's take a quick break because then I want to switch over to the exercise we were talking about. So... You're listening to Serving Consciously. I'm Elizabeth Bishop. We'll be right back with my guest, Erica Jones, right after this message. part of your life mission to be of service to others? Making a difference in the world is a tall order. You are the resource when it comes to serving humanity. Beyond taking care of yourself, learn to create self-connection in your life. Integrate who you are with what you do find a source of inspiration and energy that surpasses your wildest imagination. Register for the Self-Connection Series at www.elizabethbishopconsulting.com. Look under Programs and Services for details. Are you a helping professional looking for inspiration, resources, and community? Visit socialworkhelper.com for relevant articles and learning opportunities. Connect with other difference makers in the world. Socialworkhelper.com
And welcome back, everyone. You're listening to Serving Consciously. I'm Elizabeth Bishop. Today I'm talking with my friend Erica Jones, and we've just been talking about Erica's work with Organic Baby Resource, and um, which you can find at organicbabyresource.com, and just about creativity and, and writing partnerships, creative partnerships, and working together, um, having that sort of support structure around us, and how this also applies to being in service as well, and having that peer connection. And I wanted to, I mentioned at the beginning of the show that we were going to talk about and introduce you to an exercise. And I, I'm sure people may have heard of this before. Um, and I don't even know where it originally first came from, but it, we're, we're calling it the word exercise. And um, Erica's going to walk us through this and tell us a bit about how she's used it and some tips that she's developed in um, making this exercise as powerful as it can be. Do you mind sharing that with us, Erica? I will, I will do my best to share. <laughs> okay. So really, I do this at the beginning of the year. My favorite holiday is New Year's. I don't know why, but it's, it's just, I, I like Christmas, but I really love a new year, a clean slate. And so for years I did goal setting and I just tried different techniques to try and make my make sure that the new year was a an awesome year um and so I'd set goals in all these different areas of my life and um you know sometimes I do okay sometimes I'd miss the marker like maybe totally ignore one area of my life or or something like that um but um I guess three years ago I was just skimming on one of the social media sites and I heard something about the concept of having choosing a word of the year. And so I um, started to look into it more. And the whole concept is that you would choose a word that um, would represent what you want to bring more of into your life for the coming year. And so I'll give you a few examples of words that I've had and maybe even some outcomes because it's, I don't know. I just started to think of it as kind of a magical thing. Um, mm-hmm. The first time I was looking to choose a word, you know, I, I was going over some things, but really I was just taking a bath one day and the word security came up for me um, as because I knew different things that I wanted to do. But um Security somehow was just the thread that would tie it all together. I wanted financial security. Um, I recently lost my mother and she represented, I mean, she was like a foundation of my whole life, right? So she yeah. represented security for me. And so I needed to find it somewhere else. Um, and just wanting to feel safer. I had a lot of fear um, in my, in my world. So, um, it began to be like the lens through which I could start to do some things in my financial life, some things, um, for my home life to make us more secure. I mean, like, you know, Hey, charge your cell phone before you leave the house or Mm -hmm. do you know where your keys are? Like basic things are what I started to address at the beginning of the year. And I could see how, you know, I was kind of getting in my own way a little bit and it just kept, it's, it starts with me doing little things, but then you go through the year and it's just is showing up 
if you're looking for your word, if you're looking for more security, it's showing up opportunities to address it are showing up and you just have to recognize it's like a gift. Like, um, you just have to recognize them and say, Oh, I could tweak this and this could be security. Um, you know, manifesting itself in my life. So, um, I, on my new online home, again, Erica Lynn Jones, sorry. <laughs> I have two home, online homes, but, um, I actually, I've done it, I've done it for three years. So I, um, have done security the next year. My word was move. Um, and it wasn't just about a physical move, but, my husband and I did end up by the end of that year moving into what feels like our dream house now. Yeah. Um, but at the beginning of that year, a lot of things weren't in place to do that. So I just feel like it's really, really good. And then my, this year, my word is value because I wanted to feel, um, you know, more value. I wanted to value the things in my life more, but I also wanted to feel like the work I was creating had more value, but, um, so those are the, the words I've chosen. But more recently, I started to um, walk my walk other people who wanted to um, go through this journey with me on EricaLynnJones.com. And I'm calling it the Sister Friends Guide to Manifesting with Your Word of the Year. <laughs> and so I walked them through choosing a word, um, choosing the right word for them. And then um, we, you know, do some goal setting things and I give them like creative exercises and activities to help their word remain present throughout the year. So that's what we're doing. I love it. I love it. And that's, and you're calling those the sister friends chats, right? Yes. Yes. That's the short, <laughs> the short title. Yes. Short title. Yes. And so, and and you're doing them, you've been doing them on YouTube. I you did them, on, doing them on, I was doing them on YouTube and then I, I just got selfish and I wanted to see people. Um, so we switched to the Zoom format. Like I was like, I, I'm talking, but I want to know that people are there talking back to me. So we switched to Zoom most recently. Um, it, it's Listen, it's a pilot program, pilot season. So we're trying different things so that I can get it right for 2018. So. I yes. love it. I love it. So people can find out more about that at your website as well at ericalynnjones.com and, and join yes. in if they're interested. Yes. Can you, where do you find that in doing the word exercise, where do you find that people often struggle? Um, Cause it's not as easy as it sounds like it's going to be, is it? Oh no. When you first choose the word. I, well, you know, I think, like I said, um, when I first choose a word, well, first, you know what? I think people struggle to choose mm -hmm. um, because, um, you know, for me, at least I've consistently had the experience where there's stuff I want, um, you know, when like more material or surface things and I could go for that word or there's something underneath, like something that you like really need, like your soul needs. So I encourage people to go for that word, even though, you know, I didn't think security was a really sexy word. Like <laughs> I wanted something <laughs> like uh, wealth or, you know, like yeah. where you're like, you, you, you can understand exactly what that represents. But security is like that. That just doesn't even sound fun. But <laughs> it was so what I needed that year. Like I felt like if I could 
just do a visual, like I felt like before that year started, I was hunched over in a ball on the ground, like, because so much had happened in my life. And that, that just took, you know, it just rocked me to my core. It just rocked my world, you know? And by the end of the year, I felt like I was standing upright and on stable ground. And, and it just so happened that my next year I chose move. So like I could move because now I was standing and, and, and now I was ready to get into motion and with this new phase of my life. So, yeah. And you know what, that's often what they, I mean, cause it really does. The, the word exercise reminds me a lot of, you know, intention setting, right. Mm-hmm. And getting really clear on how we want to show up and which is all to me is also a, a part of being in alignment and being in integrity. And that does take a bit of digging because we do often go first to the surface things, you know, or something that we feel will be really tangible in our lives. And then if we start asking those questions, like, what is it about that, that I I'm after, like, what is the feeling that I want to have or experience? What do I think that that's going to bring me? Or how do I think it's going to actually feel when it shows up? Then we get to those deeper things. And quite often then, which I think you definitely experienced, I know in, in our you know conversations about it, quite often then it, it's, it's not just one aspect of your life. It becomes a theme that's woven through all different aspects of your life and shows up in ways, like you said, completely blow you away sometimes. Yeah, uh, absolutely. The, the next thing I do after we choose the word, choose the right word, is sit down and say, okay, these are the aspects of my life, you know, that are really important. My health is important. My, my career, my creativity is important. My family life is important. And think about how we want that word to show up in those different areas of our life so that you're not just all focused on work, 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 or whatever, you're you're thinking about how the word how how your life will be better if the word showed up in each of these important aspects of your life. And you decide yeah, what yeah. those important aspects are, obviously, but I think it's pretty a lot of it's universal that we all care about a lot of the same types of things. Yes, <laughs> I agree. I agree. But what I love about this approach too is that like I mean, you know, many of us have gone through activities and exercises where, you know, you're looking at um say the amount of time that you spend during doing certain things or you look at just, you know, it's um relationships, your work, um fun or whatever, health, like different aspects like that. And I think that sometimes, you know, again, those kinds of exercises really encourage us to get really, really concrete with setting goals. And sometimes we miss the deeper spiritual growth that's available in an exercise of what you're talking about here with the word exercise. Right. Super powerful. And I love too that, you know, you're keeping, you're challenging yourself to keep your mind open as to how it's going to show up. Yes. Yes. Because remember when you picked the word move? Yep. You picked the word move and and different things to you. And then what happened? Yeah. Like I was like, oh, I'm going to move my body every day. And I'm going (laughs) to, I'm going to start working out really hard because I'm supposed to move. And then I I had some health things come up and I couldn't move. (laughs) What? (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, the universe has a good sense of humor. But, and it's just so beautiful, though, right? Because it, it strengthens the commitment. And it's like, okay, well, what happened here? And what am I learning from it? And having to slow down into the greater meaning of the experience, right? Because you had certain ideas in your mind of what that word was going to look like. I did. I did. Yeah. We were, I love yeah. Yeah, I, I could go on about the contradictions at first. <laughs> and then you say, okay, but no, I chose the word. I'm going to stick with it. And I'm going to just, because it's funny. It's, it's, you, you take actions to bring it in, but it's also a lot of just receiving what the universe, what God is saying to you. Like, it's like, a, it's an ongoing conversation throughout the year and it's a way to stay focused because I, I've always, you know, struggled with focus. And so it keeps me focused around this one word. I can look at different points in my life, but it's all about this theme. And I just feel like so much good growth comes from doing that. So yes. I think I'm committed to this practice for the rest of my life. <laughs> I love that. And it's so, it really is so true what you're, what you're saying there about, um, you know, even the contradictions and stuff. And, and cause sometimes that it's in those moments that we might feel that we want to give up on something or that we chose the wrong thing to focus on or whatever it is, but it's in that kind of, I'll stick with this for a little bit feeling, you know, the deepening of that commitment that suddenly all of that really wonderful information starts to bubble to the surface. Exactly. Because you're signing up for transformation. Yes. So that means that you're going to move from where you are in it to if there's something, you know, there's going to be a change. So that means you don't have all the answers and you don't have it all together (laughs) at first, but you're going to um, have a transformation and that that word will be a part of you forever Mm -hmm. once you, you know, do something like this. So. Oh, absolutely. And you know what? And isn't that just such a key difference between, you know, setting, making New Year's resolutions or Mm -hmm. setting really concrete goals and saying, okay, this is the ways in which I'm committed to experiencing transformation this year. These are the things that I want to focus on, you know? Yep. How I want to grow. It's different. There's a, a lot of power in that. Yes, I think so. And your, what's your word right now? Value. Value. That's right. We're valuing our work and getting it out into the world. <laughs> and valuing valuing ourselves. And I chose I chose when I started doing the um, coaching program with the group at the which was at the very beginning of the year as well. Um, I chose the word embody because I wanted to challenge myself to really, really walk the walk and embody whatever it was that I was saying I believed or valued and so I, I suppose in a way it kind of incorporates being in alignment and have, being an in integrity and mm-hmm. um, just bringing power into that and it and it's definitely I mean, you just notice more you just notice more mm-hmm. you know when you're not necessarily falling in line with that right at the I, very think, least. I think as writers you and I get tickled at how we'll write our our philosophy or our theory and then if for some reason our real life doesn't line up with that well, then experience comes to make sure it does line up. Oh, it sure does. It sure does. Yeah. It's funny. You know, those light bulb moments where you're sitting there going, you know, like you hear yourself 
offering a suggestion to somebody else and you're going, oh my gosh, this is exactly what I need to be doing. You know, I'm suggesting it to you. And meanwhile, I'm not walking it myself. And like, I mean, once you start to notice that you really, it's really hard to, to ignore it, you know, because it it's just too darn uncomfortable. <laughs> and I'm sure people listening can totally relate to that. And that's the thing, right? We've always been really good at laughing at ourselves. And that is a key, key thing. I mean, sometimes, you know, it's easy to get really, be really hard on ourselves and, um, you know, just lose your sense of humor. But I think, boy, when you can bring that in, then it really does that kind of joyful energy helps to shift. And, and you know, it's a huge expression of self-compassion. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's yes. Laughter at one's laughter at myself is, is, is daily. <laughs> yeah, you and me both. <laughs> Oh, thank you for sharing that exercise. It's really something I hope um, listeners will try out. Let's take another quick break, and then we'll be right back. To I have a few more questions, juicy questions I want to ask you. Um, <laughs> that'll be good. You're secure. <laughs> You're listening to Serving Consciously. I'm Elizabeth Bishop, speaking today with Erica Jones, and we'll be right back in a moment. of the same old boring training sessions you know those ones you sit in all day and take very little from head over to elizabethbishopconsulting.com to learn more about the conscious service approach and how your organization can benefit from webinars online programs and in-person workshops. Renew your sense of connection with yourself and others in real and meaningful ways. Be inspired. Be encouraged. Be energized. Be you and love what you do. Ready for a little inspiration? How about a moment in time to reflect, reframe, and rejuvenate? Join Elizabeth Bishop for Serving Consciously, a new radio show airing on the second and fourth Friday of every month at noon Pacific. Tune in to learn about the conscious service approach and find out how you can integrate who you are with what you do in service to others. Call in and speak directly with experts in the field and find out how they've discovered the joy of serving consciously.
welcome back, everyone. Thanks for joining us again on Serving Consciously today. I'm your host, Elizabeth Bishop, and I've been talking with my wonderful friend, Erica Jones. We just went through um, Eric sharing with us the, the word of the year exercise. And, you know, one thing with this exercise, we can use it as we would at the beginning of a fresh year, a new year, clean slate. I've also used it, um, say, if it's for a specific project or I'm checking in with myself. And saying, what is it that I really want to achieve with this, you know, this project that I'm working on or over these next six months in this specific area? And I've chosen it that way as well. Um, to just sort of give, set my attention forth in a certain area of my life too. So people can use it however they want. Um, but there's something like I was, like you were saying, Erica, about the power of sticking with something from the beginning all the way through when it's still holding juice for you and, and just allow it to, you know, let uh, unravel um, all of the, the different ways that, um, that that energy can show up in your life. A super cool exercise. Thank you. So Erica, you, as we see, are a service provider yourself. And I'm wondering if you could share with us the practices that you engage in to stay, you know, uh, spirit, self-connected, spiritually grounded. What kinds of things do you do? Well, mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> I try and meditate every morning. Um, I, I pray. Um, really big for me is journaling. It really opens up my conversation with the divine so that I can let what's on my heart out and then receive um, what is there for me to receive. So I, I guess they call it channeled writing. It's just mm -hmm. something that I've always been able to do. Um, and so that's important to me. I think... Um, um, having our partnership has been very good for my staying connected and staying grounded. Um, because again, um, we are on a similar path that has lots of parallels and we have just um, been able to maintain a support and enthusiasm for, um, one another's vision and and it's been great um let's see what else <laughs> I, I, I being with my family being being with my my family is is part of my practice my spiritual practice because um they're part of i don't know what why i'm here so um i think that's very big so um but yeah, those things are, are the things I do most consistently. I love it. And so it's, it's interesting eh? because sometimes when we are asked that question, especially with certain parts of a practice, we might be, it might be really hard sometimes to articulate what we're doing. You know, um, I mean, it's easy if you know, you, oh, I get up every morning and I meditate or I, you know, for me, when I'm back in Vancouver, I am, you know, so into kickboxing and stuff right now too. Like that's another way. Of doing it, but sometimes I find, like, just even throughout the day, there's certain I'm inclined to living my life in a certain way that helps me to keep on tuning in or reconnecting when I've stepped away from myself. Or 
mm. um, kind of get lost that sometimes yeah. it's difficult to put into words, you know, because we just learn how to do it. And I think it is, though, so important to to kind of acknowledge that right. for ourselves and recognize, you know, when I do this or when I take that moment here or there or, you know, whatever it is, when I'm, when I'm connected and maybe I feel myself getting stressed or panicked about something and I step back and take a few deep breaths and, you know, nurture myself a little bit, that that works really well for me. Like, you know, just those little things that, you know, sometimes we just can't put into words. Well, I, I, thought, I thought of two more real quick. Um, one is um, asking for help. Um, I've listened a lot to Doreen Virtue and, and talk about the angels and just the whole notion of asking for help with something instead of worrying about it. Um, that's been huge for me. And then gratitude um, creates such a powerful shift um, when you're not seeing things that you, you don't think things are going well or going right. But if you just stop and think about all the things that are and express gratitude for that, I mean, you're just almost a, a, in a completely different mood or mindset. It, yes. It's hard to go back to where you were before you made that list. So those are the other. Very true. And you reminded me of something, uh, a guest that I had a, a while back, and you know who I'm talking about as well, Christopher Wateki, mm-hmm. talked about the role of gratitude in our capacity to receive. And that was a huge, huge learning for me when I first heard him say that, that gratitude really was, you know, a, a function of receiving. I think that's how I put it. And how that we need to be in that space in order to even open to it, you know, even to be open to receive, whether it be guidance or receive what we need or receive the assistance. And there is such a different energy instead of staying stuck in some, you know, dark, scary place when we're able to say, I need help with this, you know, mm-hmm. or even just to give voice to things. And you notice, um, I've noticed that just in some personal circumstances lately, but I've noticed it within myself too. If you ever get into a really dark emotional place or a challenging emotional place, sometimes it can be so easy. I think you kind of described it. You're on the floor in a ball, like just hunched over and just like isolating, pulling back, withdrawing, just feeling completely overexposed. And almost like like just almost like putting a big barrier around ourselves in a way that's not healthy, you know? Yeah. And then when we can give voice to this is what I'm feeling or thinking right now, suddenly we start to release it and open up space for some, for some soothing to come in and for that energy of, you know, help or assistance or support to reenter as well. Yeah. yeah. And those are powerful practices because it isn't all about sitting there and chanting and everything else. Like we need those practices that actually help us in those moments when it's dark and, we, we aren't first thinking, geez, I need to sit down and meditate for five minutes. <laughs> well, yeah, I think I think I used to maybe understand that, oh, I'm going to think positive. I'm going to say positive. But I think a thing that you and I have discussed or experienced is well, I'm just going to say the bad, scary stuff that I'm feeling. And there's some sort of loosening up or, or like it doesn't have as much power because we I, I shared it with you or I, or I shared it with my husband and, and then I don't know. It's just, it's, it's good to let we, what do we say that, that the negative stuff has to come up before it can come out and, you yes. know, to, 
be fully released. If you're suppressing, suppressing, oh, it's all great, it's all great, and pretending, it's really still down there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just has to come on up and be released, and then you're free from it. So right. pretending does not help anything. No, it doesn't. It's just like putting the light on it, right? It's right. just like putting the light on it. It's so powerful. I don't know how that sort of just came about in our, our last bit there, but I really do think that those are powerful things for people to um, to consider because it, it like that's really where those little moments of transformation happen or when we're in that challenging spot emotionally and we're able to shed some light on it. So I'm glad it came up. So Erica, tell us now what you're inspired about, what you're working on. I know you, you're showing up in a lot of different places, sharing your gifts in the world. So I'd really like for listeners to hear what you're working on and where they can find everything that you're creating. Okay. <laughs> Again, for now, I have two online homes and Organic Baby Resource. Um, I, I'm, I'm expanding the scope a bit. And um, yes, I love talking about um, baby care and choosing non-toxic products. But as a mother, I have so many other experiences that I want to talk about and encourage people through. And, you know, that, that there's just different aspects of of life that even though you're a mother, you know, you're, you're not just choosing products. You're also um, trying to find time for yourself. You're also trying to nurture healthy friendships. You're also trying to have a healthy relationship with your spouse or partner. And so I'm expanding the scope of it and, and, and see it more as becoming more of a lifestyle, natural living, healthy living lifestyle magazine, if you will. So um, look for that on Organic Baby Resource. But I know you have tons of people who have expertise in different areas and different experiences. And, you know, I'm looking for people to maybe be contributing writers. Maybe you have um, something that you write about a platform or something and maybe you want to share something. Um, so please contact me. There's um, you know, you can email me or contact me through the website and, um, I'm going to put some more specific guidelines up very soon. So by the time, <laughs> by the time that you see them, they'll be up, um, you know, in terms of writing for the, the publication, I'd love to hear from some of your other listeners and some of the expertise that they have. Oh, I love it. That's, that's, that's awesome. <laughs> so that's, that's one aspect. And, and as you know, we, we talked about the course, the book um, will be there um, as well. And um, on the, in terms of my ericalynnjones.com, I've decided that's more my um, platform to grow as an overall author and illustrator. And so I am, and basically just, I've, I've um, created a portfolio. I love working with entrepreneurs who, maybe um, need some sort of illustration for their business or um, need some sort of a character or something like that. I, I do that type of thing. That's like illust- the type of illustration I love to do. Um, and yes, that's, those are the things on the immediate horizon that I'm a writer, um, an illustrator and a poet. And <laughs> there are always things per- percolating. So I just have to, um, that's, that's how I um, have to use my word to focus. <laughs> yes, I love it. So everyone, you can go to either Erica Lynn Jones, and that's E 
R I K A L Y N N E Jones, J O N E S dot com or organicbabyresource.com. But you can also find Erica on Facebook and on Instagram, right? Instagram. Well, yes. Um, Instagram. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Pinterest. Um, yes. Those are the main, main channels I use. That's yes. beautiful. So look for Erica there. And as you know, I will be also including Erica's um, uh, contact information when I post the link for the replay um, on my website at servingconsciously.com. So you can also find us there. I want to thank all of the listeners for tuning in, and I hope that you're inspired to think about your word um, and, and what you'd want to focus on. We're about halfway through the year right now, so good time to pick a, a word for the remainder of this wonderful year of 2017. And Erica, thank you so much for being here with us today. It's been so much fun, just like I knew it was going to be. Thank you so much. I agree. <laughs> You've been listening to Serving Consciously. I'm your host, Elizabeth Bishop, and I will see you again next time. Thank you so much for tuning in. You've been listening to Serving Consciously with your host, Elizabeth Bishop. Consciously create your approach to work. Visit www.elizabethbishopconsulting.com. Join us on every second and fourth Friday at noon to continue rediscovering your passion. Springtime tips and fun facts from Paul, Kristen, and Dexter at Total Wine and More. It's peak season for asparagus, which pairs perfectly with a light and crisp rosé. Many bottles of champagne and sparkling wines are perfect for adult Easter baskets. And they're really cute, too. My perfect brunch? Belgian waffles with extra whipped cream and a holiday pour of your sweetest rosé. Whether you're hosting or just bringing the wine, we'd love to share our always low prices and ridiculous selection this spring at Total Wine and More. Cheers! Springtime tips and fun facts from Paul, Kristen, and Dexter at Total Wine & More. Every bunny loves honey-glazed carrots, a great side dish for your springtime celebration, and a delicious compliment to a sweet, bright Moscato. Wine is made in virtually every country in the world, and I'm ready to give you a tour to find the right one. Serving lamb this season? Try it with a bold Cabernet from the trendy Paso Robles region. Whether you're hosting or just bringing the wine, we'd love to share our always low prices and ridiculous selection this spring at Total Wine & More. Cheers! <laughs>